If you like this podcast, check out Studio Red's amazing lineup of podcasts at StudioRedMedia.com. Welcome to QT with RT. I'm Ryan. I'm Todd. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about Marvel Endgame. Endgame. So, spoiler alert, yeah. if you haven't seen it already, if you weren't a part of the, uh, what, like, Two billion dollar ticket sales, or three billion dollars, or yeah. ten billion, or they are three hundred. Uh, as of this recording, three hundred million dollars away from beating Avatar. And I hope they do. So they have two point four so, eight nine. So if you weren't one of those people that helped make that possible, <laughs> then I guess stop listening to this podcast yeah. and go watch the movie. That being said, if you haven't seen it at this point, you probably don't care if it gets spoiled. Yeah. And this is not a review episode. This is a, a dissection of what we learned and kind of, I guess, just... Think Nerdwriter, yeah. but without the video examples. Yeah. So like Nerdwriter, but not as good. <laughs> but with your ears. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Avengers in-game, initial reaction to it. My initial reaction is I like to rate things 0 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, and I would give it a... Seven. Zero being good, ten being bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it was very It bad. was awful. Uh, no, zero being horrible, ten being great. I yeah. would give it a seven. I think when I walked out of the theater, I might have given it an eight. I've yeah. only seen it once. You've seen it twice. Yeah. But I think as it sat with me, the more that I've actually had some issues with it, yeah. that I've kind of downed it to a, a really good seven. Yeah. But still a seven. Yeah, and I, I think it's easy to walk out of there being like, this is the best movie ever when you have that end sequence like that. And it's just like destroys you. And then when you reflect on it, let it marinate a little bit, then you're like, I mean, it's a long movie to have really one fight scene. At the yeah. End. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it's a lot. So. Yeah. What about you? Um. Yeah. Seven, eight. I mean, I it was good. I think. Um, out of all the Avenger movies, um, number one is going to be Infinity War. Number two, I mean, I'd probably put Endgame at like maybe number four or five on the list. Yeah. Because there's a ton of other Marvel movies that like I think almost perfect. Like Winter Soldier is freaking amazing. Civil War was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, there's just other uh, Marvel Thor Ragnarok movies. was great. Yeah, so maybe Endgame goes even lower. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it, it was so good and fun, but uh, it's a long freaking movie, especially second time you really feel it. So Yeah. Yeah, and um, so I think um, as we've talked about it uh, between this podcast and and uh, when it came out two, three weeks ago, uh, is um, – I loved Infinity War. Yeah. And I think Infinity War was easily a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I, there's not a single thing I would have changed about Infinity War. Yeah. And I didn't love Endgame. And they were they were back-to-back, the same story, the first half, the second half, basically. Um, and so I think from that nerd writer-type perspective and approach, um, something that I've thought about a lot, and it really – Anytime I go see something, it's something I think about a lot. Like, yeah. why did I like this? Why did I not like this? Yeah. Or the things that are in here, what would I have done to make do them differently? Or, or why did that work so well? You know. And um, so that's something I've been thinking about a lot with in game. And 
I thought it would be a fun conversation. Yeah. Now, uh, my question to you is, what was your relationship with the MCU coming into Infinity War? Because Infinity War, I think, was the one that really almost brought me in more so than any other Marvel movie. Like you weren't a fan, you're saying, as much? No, I was. I was starting to like lose interest. Oh, in the MCU. I got gotcha. you. So, um, what was it that um, all of a sudden in or Infinity War kind of woke you? What What did you do differently out of all the other MCU's? What did I like about yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, so I think for to, I was getting that way with some of the Thor movies and the Iron Man yeah. movies, um, and then it was Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, Ragnarok. Even Ant Man, which I know you don't like yeah. Ant Man as much, but I like Ant Man too a lot. I love a good yeah. heist movie though. Yeah. But like that, like though when they started changing it, and it didn't just feel like they were doing the same formula, but with a new hero, yeah, a new you know a new comic book character, um, that all of a sudden was like, oh, this is a different type of movie. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you're doing comedies, but with superheroes, or you're doing heist movies but with superheroes you know and all of a sudden I was like oh this is kind of fun I like how you guys are like mixing this up yeah. and giving us like different genres within a genre mm-hmm. and I think that was when I was like okay I'm back in Yeah, you know um, as far as Infinity War goes I think I was that I was just going in to see a good movie Yeah, and I do think that movies have a lot to do with expectations yes. which I think when you're making something how to manage your audience's expectations of the movie they're about ready to watch is like half the battle. Yeah. Um, I have no idea how to do it properly, <laughs> but it's something that is like you want people to go and see it and have huge box office opening weekend numbers. Yeah. But you also don't want them to be so hyped for it that then like nothing could ever live up to their expectations. Yeah. So um, I what I liked about Infinity War, though, was um, I loved the way that they seamlessly edited and told the story through these different storylines. Mm-hmm. You know, you had like Thanos' storyline, you had Iron Man and his people's his people with him storyline, and then you had like Captain America's storyline. Yeah. And I guess kind of Thor and his storyline too, of him trying to go and get the new gauntlet and all that stuff. Yeah. So you had like these like four storylines all being interwoven together in this like perfectly seamless way. Um, and so that was like, to me, I was like, man, that was really well done. Yeah. And it just, it felt like a movie that moved really quickly. Yeah. And every moment that they were in scenes, like in the, like classic screenwriting, you know, they always say, you know, you want to get into your scene as late as possible and you want to leave your scene as soon as possible. And I felt like they definitely did that. Like I never felt like they held on a scene too long. Yeah. I felt like we, we came, we've. We jumped over to Captain America right when we needed to. Yeah. And then we left before it started getting boring. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and Thanos was the same way. I also think that, as we've talked, you and I have talked about before, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but having a great villain mm. makes a great movie. They're great. And yeah. Thanos was such a great bad guy. And I know that the Russo brothers have actually said that with Infinity Wars, they wanted to basically make the story to where the narrative is actually about the bad guy. Yeah, it's Thanos' movie. Yeah. yeah. That's what they talk about, yeah. Yeah, and I think they achieved that. Oh, yeah. But then it also made it to where, I mean, it. it's just in the same way that, like, The Dark Knight is the Joker story, mm-hmm. more so than it's even Batman's story. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like those movies are just always so good. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I, as I've thought about it, I was like, there was not a bad guy in the new movies. Yeah. And in Endgame. Yeah. 
the bad guy was just the fact that everybody's dead. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was the problem, and they needed to find a solution. And it's like the conflict didn't feel. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the conflict. Yeah, the conflict had already happened in the game. That was the thing is it was now we are in the after game. Yeah. (laughs) The end game, the afterwards. And so you're kind of like. It's like post game. Yeah. Is what they should have called it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, And it just. And, it, you know, with Thanos, it was like, man, if we don't stop him collecting these stones, he's going to destroy half of the entire population of the entire universe. Yeah. Like, that's a big problem. Yeah. And every time they fought him, he would get another one and another one and another one and another one. And then there's this huge battle to stop him from snapping his fingers and getting the final stone. And then he gets the final stone. And then, you know, Thor shows up and hits him with the hammer. And, you know, and but then he the doesn't yeah, yeah. the axe, but it doesn't go into the head. It goes you into his chest. Yeah. And it's like all of that then is like this that battle like yeah. has such significance because it's like this is the final stone. This yeah. is the final like last defense. If we don't stop him here, we won't stop him. Yeah. And everybody's almost storylines all came together yeah. at that point. You know, Iron Man's ended, Thanos's ended, Thor's ended, like he finally got the hammer and used it. And when he shows up, he's just like kicking tail with that hammer yeah. or the axe. axe. Yeah. And then he throws it. You think, oh, he won. Nope. He misses by yeah. like, what, like six inches? Yeah. You know, well, or a he, foot. He, he hit him. It's just he didn't hit him in the right spot. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if he had just been like one foot over, yeah. he would have killed him. Yeah. Um, even Captain America's storyline ends. Like, it all culminates to that one moment. Yeah. To the snap. Yeah. And then it's like, boom, over. Mm-hmm. And it, with this one, it's like, even the fact that they did the whole like four years later thing, like, I kind of feel like that was a kind of a big mistake too. Cause it's like, okay, so. That really sucked. That everybody died, but apparently people have learned to keep living. Yeah, and kind of moved on. I'm not saying that it was like they're happy about moving on. Really, Tony Stark had the the best. I mean, really, he moved on the best. Like, yeah. really, it was it was it was uh, Black Widow and like Thor and even Captain America. Yeah, and were, they definitely have like guilt. Yeah, and they were struggling, but but like the planet's still existing. Kids yeah. are still riding their bikes in the neighborhoods. Uh, other fish in the bowl. I mean, come on, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Steve I mean, you know, and and they're all reporting to Black Widow of, of being all over different planets and trying yeah. to make things calm, and you know, yeah. and so it's like, I don't know, it didn't feel like as much of like a an impeding doom. Yeah, and and once to me the movie got better once Thanos becomes a part of the story again. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, so all that other stuff, it's like, I wasn't crazy about the time traveling thing anyways. Yeah. Even though I, I love a good time travel movie like Back to the Future, even though they they said that that movie was bad and got time wrong. But uh, it just, to me, it was like that, you have to have a good bad guy. Yeah. You have to have a good problem. Yeah. You have to have a good uh, anti-hero that you're fighting. Yeah. And... Um, I feel like the movie was really lacking that. Yeah. I think like their biggest struggle was that they only had enough pim particles to do it once. <laughs> yeah, they That was it. There was some there was definitely some stakes um you know, obviously Black Widow what happens to her and you have those moments and people <laughs> But we all knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. Um but I saw this meme where it's like see Rogers returning the Soul Stone and seeing Red Skull and they're just like uh <laughs> yeah. What's up? Hey. Um so this is where you've been. Yeah. Cool cool cool. I I think 
Infinity War is a masterpiece of storytelling, of 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 movie making, of of seeing the of a fresh start in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe where we never had a movie where it's all about the villain. Um, you could you could say a little bit of Black Panther was a little bit of that with uh, um, Michael B. Jordan's character, but like really, it's still yeah, T'Challa's it's, it's story. Still, yeah. Well, no, it's it's really Wakanda's story. It's not even T'Challa or Black Panther. It's a Wakanda story. That's what Black Panther is, um, and it's about like the different people, the aspects, and all coming back and yeah, the uh, the kingdom there. But um, I'd still say he's like the main character, right. though. Yeah, I mean, you know, you ha- you always have to have main character. Yeah. Um, but uh, Infinity War, so massively done, and then Endgame, the majority of that movie is fan service. You yeah. know, like it is. This is the end of. It's really, I, I when we have to give it to you and I are both big, which is fan service, which is saying thank you to all the fans who was a part, who were a part of the Infinity Saga. Um, I feel like Infinity Wars was the Russo's vision, if and Endgame was the studio's vision, <laughs> was the studio vision for the fans or whatever. You know, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, um, because. Yeah, the most of that movie is, hey, remember this? Remember when we went back here? Remember when we went back yeah. here? Yeah, remember my dad? Yeah, and even like the, like the complete arc of Tony Stark, it's, it's going back to, hey, remember Iron Man 1? Like, it's just every aspect of that movie, and then you have that Thanos again. And I feel like the last maybe 40 minutes of the movie is what maybe more of the movie should have been. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, the whole setup, and they really, like you said, kind of stayed in the scene for a little bit too long. Maybe um, even when they were changing up scenes and seeing Thor, and we're seeing the after effects of Infinity War, it really just feels like it was like a fourth act of Infinity War. You know? Yeah. That they just made into two movies. I don't know. It was just kind of that whole. Second, it doesn't feel like it's a three-act movie. Uh, Endgame doesn't. Where it, Infinity War feels like a complete film. Yeah. Endgame feels like a couple episodes of a show or something Yeah, like that. it feels like a season of television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you feel like you've watched the season yeah. of television when you walk out. So Yeah. Yeah, the other thing I really liked about Infinity War um, that I thought was really impressive, which – you know, anybody who's listened to the podcast has also heard me talk about uh, uh, Daredevil. And mm-hmm. it's in that same kind of vein of like doing something in a superhero movie that you don't normally do in a superhero movie, which is what I liked when you asked earlier. You know, like that's what I liked about the fact they did like a heist movie with Ant Man or they did, you know, a comedy with Thor Ragnarok. And um, they've even done kind of like the buddy, the buddy films with, yeah. with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, the uh, I love the fact that in Endgame, and I'm going to use Thor as an example from, sorry, in Infinity Wars versus Endgame. Thor in Endgame versus Thor in Infinity Wars. In Infinity Wars, I love the fact that they showed him broken. Yeah. And that they showed him at his wit's end. Yeah. And, like, the scene with him and Rocket is, like, one of the best, like, moments of all of the Marvel movies yeah. across the board, in my opinion, where he's, you know, like – talking about like I've lost this person, I've lost this person, I've lost this person. You know, and that this is just one more bad guy. Yeah. It's just one more monster that Thor has to go and kill. Yeah. 
And then he's like, well, ones if you can't kill him. And he's like, well, what difference does it make? I have nothing left to lose. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, like that's like, you know, here you have this like this God. Yeah. Who was, you know, introduced to us as this huge egotistical character who thought he could do no wrong with his golden hair. Yeah. And everybody should love him and all the women should love him. And here he is just like, I have lost everything. Yeah. Even my eye. Yeah. I have nothing left. I've lost my hammer. I've lost my brother. I've lost my parents. I've lost my my planet. planet. Yeah. I've lost my city. People. I've lost yeah. yeah. I've lost my people. Um. He's like you know, and so, like I'm gonna throw myself at this guy, and if he kills me, what difference does it yeah. make? Yeah. And I just was like, man, that's just like good drama. Yeah. You know, that's good. That's good storytelling. Yeah. Then in game, he's Fat Thor. Yeah. Now, I thought Fat Thor was funny. But that Fat Thor was like making fun of and mocking his circumstances versus like diving into yeah. it and letting yeah. him be more depressed. Yeah, that was the thing that we we talked about that um, where the tonal issues was very strange. Like they really could have dived in more like they did in Infinity War. Um, I think they tried to, but there was just too many quippy, funny yeah. things that happened because there's moments where it's like, oh, like Thor really needs this, like. When he wants to put on the Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. like he is like begging, he's like, "Please let me do it! Please let me do it!" And like they, you know, they could have gone. They always ride on the edge, yeah. But they never, they never. Yeah, touch and it. where Infinity Wars, I feel like where they needed to make jokes, they did. Yeah, like Spider Man saying, "Let's do the alien move." Yeah, have you ever seen that alien movie? Yeah, and yeah. they do it, and then you know, even the fact that um, Doctor Strange is like. Like, where'd you come up with that idea? And then Peter Parker is the funny kid. Yeah. But that works because he's, like, this kid in, a, like, way outside of his league, hanging out with a bunch of adults. Yeah. This is the first time he's ever been in space or fought galactic villains. Yeah. And he's then trying to, like, figure it out by being, like, awkward teenager. Yeah. Making well, jokes. And you're adding compos- – that's, uh, you know, you're, you're adding something to that dialogue, to that moment. Um. Whereas the humor in the emotional moments, you're not yeah. adding, you're taking away. Yeah. And what you're taking away is the emotional depth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're taking away those moments where everybody in the audience just sits back in their chair and is like, whoa. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that Infinity War had those multiple times. But Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, when... It's still a seven for us people, so if you're freaking out, we, we yeah. still liked it, yeah. but... We're yeah, just... but, you know, it just... Um, our goal, obviously, with anything that we make, and not saying that we do, yeah. Um, but... With everything we make, we want to try to make something a 10 out of 10. Yeah. And the best way to do that is to dissect the stuff that is a 10 out of 10 and figure out why it worked so well. Yeah. And then dissect the stuff that's a 7 out of 10 and say, where were the other three points that were missing from this? You know, and I feel like one of those was, yeah, at those emotional moments when they had us almost like on the hook. Yeah. And it was time to reel us in. uh, They made us laugh or chuckle and that ruined the moment. Yeah. And sure, it made a good laugh, and I'm sure plenty of people enjoyed the laugh. And that's and it was a good laugh. Like Fat Thor was funny. Yeah, it's like great. when he first came on screen, I was like, that is hilarious. Yelling at the Fortnite people is great. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I liked since I liked Broken Thor better. Yeah. yeah, you know, even the fact that he was in a fat suit, like you could tell that that wasn't like he wasn't really fat. Yeah. Um, or him in his armor being fat, like it was all comical. Yeah. And it's like this isn't Thor Ragnarok. This is the follow-up to Infinity War where they just lost everything. Yeah. This is a group of people who never lose, and they just lost, and they lost big. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Thor should be depressed and drinking beers, but, like, really take that to a place that 
Yeah. He's really depressed. Yeah. Like when you're depressed, you're you're vacant. Yeah. You don't have funny little quips. You don't have you know, he was like the big Lebowski and yeah, like he was. He was no, the big Lebowski. He needs to be like comatose almost, you know, yeah. like sleeping all day and, and that would have been like I think take away that humor, take away that yeah. aspect that we've had since the first movie and make him so not th- like if you're just taking away his looks, I mean he's still Chris Hemsworth underneath right. it. Like he's still yeah. good looking. It doesn't matter how much hair or body yeah. weight you put on him. But if you take away that personality where he's just completely zapped of everything, you feel that weight because we're used to that character. Um it'd be like it's it's like I think they did a really good job with Tony at the end. Yeah. Is that when he is spoiler alert, big spoiler alert, <laughs> when he's dying, he's not talking, he's not making quotes. He's yep. not quippy. Everyone's talking to him. Yep. He's hearing these moments. He's vulnerable for the first time. Um, you know, his friends are telling him he can rest, that he did a good job. And, yep. and then that's when his light goes out. Yeah. I think they did great. a great job with Tony, for sure. And I think they did a great job with Captain America. Um, but, I like, the version of Thor where he just walks in and chops off Thanos' head. That's like the first ten or the first like yeah chops 20, his arm off and then yeah the first like twenty minutes of Thor, that's like the Thor that I would have loved to have seen the whole time yeah the like either like just jaded or just mad well or when angry. he's eating and he's quiet and yeah 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 he's just kind of con- yeah yeah either that version of Thor you know where it's like he's so upset that he's he's unrash irrational yeah and then if when the glove comes on he throws away this like anger. And like truly tries to get like sympathy out of these people and say like I need this. Yeah. Then it would be like, oh man, we've seen that he needs this. Yeah. Because Thor's been kind of a dick all movie long because he hasn't been able to like get over the fact that like he missed and didn't kill Thanos. Yeah. You know. Well, even the fact that if he was just vacant and didn't even ask for anything, yeah, he had no desire to do anything. And in that moment, all of a sudden he snapped out. He's like, I need to do it. That emotional impact of yeah. oh, this has been in him this whole time. Yeah. Or even, like, the moment where he sees his mom. Like, I think his mom did a great job, and I yeah. think that scene had a lot of potential. But once again, it was meant to be, like, funny. Yeah. Like, look at fat Thor crying like a little boy. Yeah. Did you know, did you, uh, I saw this in a video, that she had more lines of dialogue in Endgame yeah. than all, all the other movies. <laughs> yeah. We were like, Thor had a mom? I didn't even yeah. know Thor had a mom. Um, but it's like, that would have been a great scene yeah. for him and her to talk and for her to be like, you're not the son that I raised. Yeah. Why are you acting this way? Yeah. I meant, I wanted you to be, you know, and instead it was like, he was like, Oh, what are you talking about? He's trying to just be funny and goofy. And you're just like, no, like we really need to feel that. Yeah. Emotional way. Yeah. 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 He's just babbling like, like a four year old kid who like fell yeah. down and skinned her knee, his knee, you know, or got made fun of at school. Yeah. And she's like trying to encourage him. And I think that's maybe where, like when I was talking about the studio coming in is I could see studio notes being, why isn't he funny? We need, we need, Funny Thor. Like, we need uh, this movie three hours long. You yeah. know, this movie yeah. three and a half. We need him be to pick the scene up and yeah. keep going. Yeah, and... but that's going into the territory of movie review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go there, <laughs> yeah. but that's just my yeah, personal yeah. Yeah, assumption. Sh- that might be the case. Um, but as far as how to – whether it's the movie studio. Yeah. If, you know, if Kevin Fahey is listening – or the Russo brothers. We love you all. <laughs> first of all, we would really like to work for you. <laughs> Second of all, we really mean that first one. <laughs> Third, here's some advice 
on what we think you should have done differently. We'll do whatever you say. <laughs> if we take back We'll everything. make Thor laugh. We'll make him funny. We'll make him funny. Do whatever you, you want. You want a fat Thor? Oh, I'll show you a fat Thor. Oh, God, please. <laughs> Let me work for you. Chris Hemsworth is going to have a thousand pound fat suit on if you hire us. Uh, but <laughs> he'll never be sad. We'll make him laugh. We'll It'll be so funny. Still try and find the emotional peak. So I, I feel like those were like the two of the the tonal aspects of it. Like, and and I wouldn't have cared as much, I think, if it hadn't been a follow up to Infinity Wars. Yeah, like they can call it whatever they want to, but that was obviously Infinity Wars one and yeah. Infinity Wars two. Yeah, it was part A, part B. Well, it was always gonna be. Yeah. And so you can call it in-game, you can call it whatever you want to, but we all know that's what it is. Yeah. When you leave it on a cliffhanger, the next one is part two. Yeah. So because of that, then I'm like, stick with the tone that you chose in the first one. Yeah. Don't all of a sudden switch it to where all of a sudden it feels like, you know, like even if it had been like somehow they knew that they, I'm not saying this is a, the right approach, but it's like somehow they knew um, if we don't, snap everybody back to existence at a certain time the time parallels divide enough that it's impossible to ever make it work again yeah like there was nothing like they could have sat around for another five years if they'd wanted to you know or if the pin particles hadn't worked they could have been like okay well let's try to figure out these pin particles and 20 years from now after they figured out how to make the pin particles again they could have gone and gone back and got the stones you yeah. know and it's like that lack of Thanos is coming, yeah. and he's collecting one stone. Now he has two. Now he has three. Now he has four. Now he's coming for the fifth one, and we need to sacrifice all of Wakanda to stop him from getting this because if he gets it, yeah. half of all of the galaxy is going to vanish. Yeah, Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. you know. And it's like I feel like it was missing that doom yeah. by not having that element there. I would try to represent it somehow with Thanos. Yeah. You know, like once he started trying to track them down and stop them, all of a sudden it became way more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, when I was getting fatigued with the Marvel Cinematic Universe MCU, um, it was because the stakes never felt legit. It was the same formula of the hero coming back, coming back, coming back. And Infinity War, it was the heroes continually losing. Yeah. We are trained to think over 10 years. They're going to win. They're going to win. They're going to get this. They're going to yeah. get this. And the fact that, um, you know, even at the end where, like, she destroys the stone. And yeah. you, you forget that Doctor Strange just gave Thanos the yeah. <laughs> time gauntlet. But he comes over and the expert acting of, like, the fact that he is uh, not just the classic, aha, I'm evil and stuff. But he goes over and he's like, my child, I, like, know you're lost. Because we just saw it. He sacrificed yeah. Gamora, and she's yeah. like, you don't know. And he's like, I do know. And he's, like, comforting her. Yeah. And then and before her eyes, he just returns it back, rips it off his head. And you know? kills, her, kills her love Yeah, twice. vision. Yeah, twice. And it's just like, oh. I mean, and- to watch somebody that you love die is bad. Watching them immediately after you yeah. just saw that loss, to have them come right back to life and then killed again right yeah. in front of your eyes, yeah. it's like, oh. This is – we were talking about this the other day of, uh, you know – uh, Quentin Tarantino, you know, wanting to use the audience as an orchestra, and Infinity War is the like orchestra for us as we were feeling these highs and lows and highs, and we're gonna feel one moment, and then it just keeps moving us around, yeah. and even up to the very end, 
I've never had a theater experience like I had in Infinity War. And I think that's why I love this so much, of people cheering when you see Captain America. Um, you have people screaming, no, when uh, Tony Stark gets stabbed. And then the sheer, like, <gasps> like gasp and, like, horror every time the people disappeared, even at the end of Ant-Man 2. Yeah. The theater, people gasped and were horrified, but, like, every time the snap happened, it just seemed to, like, just destroy people because the consequences were real. Yeah. And the consequences in in game, I think that was the problem, is we, we knew that they were going to get it. Yeah. And in a way, we knew Iron Man and Captain America was gone. I think that's why I was really hoping that when the missile hit – that Ant-Man would be dead. Like, when it hit the, yeah. the base. Or yeah. just just something more. Yeah. That when you... when There's there's a certain level of... When you go from Infinity War where half of your superheroes turn to dust before your eyes and you live with that afterwards. And the power of that. Uh, the power of real loss. Of unexpected loss. Um, people may not like it, but man, is it good, yeah. powerful movie making magic? Yeah, it's the ones that people still remember. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and I think sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, it's like if I don't, if I was gonna go and if if Kevin, if you had hired us instead, <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure how I would have made the movie. Yeah, I just want to admit that right now, Kevin. <laughs> Kev, can I call you Kev? I feel like I can call you Kev. We've known each other now, Mister Vai. I'll call you Mister. Mister F. Mister. Uh, but, uh, I don't know how I would have kept that tonal approach going forward. And so I think, I think that is a hard movie to follow up on. So the fact that they got it as a seven in my mind is like a huge win. And obviously, like you said, they're $300 million away from beating, being the biggest money making movie ever. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, definitely means that you did a good job, but, uh, I think, you know, it's like you like you said. We know that they're going to bring them back to life because mm-hmm. they've already said they're making more movies with the characters like Spider Man that have been snapped away. So, what then is at stake? And I feel like maybe if we even know that we're going to lose Captain America and Iron Man, that then they just make those sacrifices really, really significant. And yeah. I think they did with Iron Man, but like Black Widows. Like, I didn't feel anything about yeah. that. And it was because I knew. Yeah. And, like, I knew better than the two people that apparently were going up there. Yeah. That, like, Gamora had to die. Yeah. So somebody's going to have to die. Yeah. You can't get that stone without somebody dying. Yeah. So one of the two of you are going to die. So it's <laughs> like like I was, and to a certain degree, like, just getting that one stone. Yeah. Her, like, them fighting was entertaining. Yeah. And her then jumping off, like, I think they did the best they could. But... It just still didn't really. I don't know. It just didn't really. I think it didn't Renner, have an emotional I, it weight to might it. Might have. I because I was really feeling it when Renner was running, and if they had killed Hawkeye, I think that emotional weight would be more because we know what his stakes were. Yeah, because he's never gonna see his family again. Yeah, and they're never gonna see him again when they. And yeah, so and they played that up so yeah, much where it's, it's like, yeah, she's Scarlet Witch's or Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. she's um, who's Scarlet Witch? That's the other girl. Yeah, um, Olsen. Uh. She, I mean, she doesn't really, we don't know anything about her. Yeah. Her family was the Avengers, and the Avengers all have other people. <laughs> yeah, and half so of them are leaving. Yeah. You know, we know that. Yeah. So, um, 
I, think, I don't know. I just feel like some of those sacrifices could have been so much more yeah. significant. Yeah, and that's I think that's where I was like, imagine if in that moment, like the whole hope, like I think that's what it was Infinity. I love that they destroyed hope. And if the hope of Endgame was uh, Captain Marvel, and if she had in that moment, you know, She's always the one that's destroying ships, destroying everyone. You know, she's kind of like the cheat code. And I just would have thought it had been awesome if Thanos had punched her and she was dead. Like, if he had just killed her in front of everyone. He has all the stones. He kills the most powerful of all the Avengers. Like, everyone's just, like, shocked. Yeah. So you have Ant-Man who gets murdered. And, you know, he fought so hard to to, to get his, you know, see his daughter, yeah. to get people back, get his love back. Um, then you have Captain Marvel, who is like the hope of all the Avengers. She's strong. The hope of the galaxy get killed in front of you guys. And then finally, that's where like Tony has to come down and be like, I have to sacrifice my life. Like we can't beat Thanos. There's, yeah. there's no way. And we had that a little bit with the army, but with all those Avengers, it still was like, oh, I mean, Captain Marvel can take out half that army. Like yeah. you take out that most powerful person. Who had just had a big movie? Who yep. you're like, oh yeah, she's gonna be signed on for like five movies. No, she's gone. She is dead. There's no coming back. Yeah. Um, I I just think that would have been really really yeah emotionally. And, and they still could have done devastating. five movies with her by just going back in time. Yeah. Like they already did with the first one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that would have been impactful. Well, yeah. and especially if now they're making it to where it looks like. I mean, we haven't seen Spider-Man, the new one, Homecoming. But by the trailer, it looks like because of what they did, there's now ripples in mm-hmm. different timelines yeah. and different, different... Doing the multiverse. The multiverse, yeah. yeah. So it would be very easy to be like, oh, she's in Multiverse 4, and that one was Multiverse 1, and yeah. Mark, Captain Marvel's still alive in Multiverse 4. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. I felt like if I could restructure, I think them going around, if them getting the time stone or going doing the whole time traveling thing was how they got the stones... I would have cut all that fanfare, fan, what would you say? Not fanfare, fan. Fiction? No, yeah. fan. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What did you say? What did you call it? I can't remember. My brain is dead. <laughs> I'll just grab the audio from when I said it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. You just put it right here. Just fan service. Okay, so now that Todd said that, uh, you take that stuff that Todd just yeah. said from earlier in the podcast, just put there again. And um, you take all that stuff out of all that time traveling, and you just make that a quick montage where they just get all the stones. Boom, yep. boom, 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 yep. boom, 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 stones. That cuts out like 45 minutes of the movie. Dear Lord, yeah. Make it to where Scarlett uh, Johansson doesn't have to die. Right. That's why I always want to call her Scarlet Witch. That's why. <laughs> I just realized that. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Black Widow. Because I'm always like, Scarlet, yeah. oh, witch. No. Natasha. Natasha. Yeah. Uh, make it to where Natasha doesn't have to kill herself yeah. somehow. I don't know how. She just somehow is able to get the stone. Yeah. Some other way. And then they kill Red Skull. <laughs> they kill Red Skull. <laughs> they throw him off. They're what? like, well, you love ju- me? <laughs> can we just kill you? <laughs> well, I guess that's an option. I mean, oh, cool. Do you love me? Yeah. I liked what you did back in, uh, you know, big Hitler fan. What? <laughs> Throws him off. <laughs> hey, Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> and then they both wake up in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> that was it? so easy. Uh, uh, you know that's what how did it, or how it should have ended is going. Yeah, uh, but uh, somehow they get all the stones, and then 
And then it's like when they snap everybody back from the dead, the original Thanos comes back. Yeah. Or maybe they never kill Thanos to begin with, and he knows what they're doing, and he tries to stop them. And, you know, some kind of thing to where the story becomes more about after the fact. Yeah. Um, and as much as I liked Tony's whole thing with his daughter and all that, I think I would cut all that too. Oh, wow. Well, just because it gives you, like, these mixed feelings where it's like, I think, like, Tony sacrificing for his team and yeah. choosing to, like, not be the arrogant guy, but, like, no, I am Iron Man, the guy who will die for everybody else, yeah. um, is just as significant. Like, him saying goodbye to Peter Parker is more sad than him saying goodbye yeah. to his daughter that we just met. It's true. Yeah, Peter, Peter, that moment with Peter, yeah, like, talking with him. And so then so I don't powerful. think you need the five years later thing. I think you actually show that, like, you snap half the population away and it's chaos. Yeah. And the world falls apart. Yeah. And they're like, we got to figure out what we're going to do. And a week later, Ant-Man pops out of that truck. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden it's like, I got a plan. Yeah. Thanks to that rat that walked across my switchboard. <laughs> and He's the real MVP. Yeah, that's right. He's the new Iron Man. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think, and then it's like, you still have Tony bitter and angry at Captain America because he didn't listen to him. You have Thor who's angry about the fact that he's like failed himself and yeah. let everybody down and he has, you know, he had nothing to lose, and he still couldn't even get it right, and he's just a, you know, a huge failure. And you have Captain America trying to hold it all together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you have uh, Hawkeye who's just depressed about losing his family. And, you know, it's like you have all these people who are just, like, at loss. Yeah. And they have to pick themselves back up because you know what they say, Bruce. Why do we, <laughs> why do we fall down? So we can learn to pick ourselves up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So uh, Bruce is not a millennial. <laughs> us millennials can't pick ourselves up <laughs> we ask uber eats to come help us get up hey when, when you come over you can bring a cheesecake from cheesecake factory um so i don't know i i feel like the the that sacrifice and them having to overcome their failure yeah and pick themselves back up and then have to pay the ultimate price yeah as many of them as they can figure out a way to make it possible yeah um and if they even say this is going to split the world into multiple universes, you know, it's like, yeah, but then at least we save the world from whatever. You yeah. Know? They could set it up to where, yeah. where as the audience are okay with them telling other Iron Man stories or, yeah. you know, um, I don't know. Yeah. So, I think, I mean, yeah, I just, I go back into my childhood and um, we don't have, like, when Obi Wan died. You watching Star Wars or when Qui Gon that <laughs> different different Star Wars, you know. But they were dead; they didn't come back. Whereas that's always been the joke in the uh, Marvel cinematic universes: don't trust what's dead. You know, we thought Bucky was dead. We thought, you know. Yeah. Well, Star Wars going. is going that way now too. Yeah, unfortunately, something about, something about Mickey Mouse. <laughs> There's something Nobody's about. Nobody's ever dead. Oh, we have licenses rights, and we want to keep making milk and that. <laughs> serious God. What do you mean he's dead? Oh. Mickey, uh, this is sacrificing himself. Shut, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> You're getting paid. You see that pile of gold over there? <laughs> That's because I, I make the rules around here. You know how many times I've killed Goofy? <laughs> he's still Go- alive. Gosh, Peter, thanks. <laughs> Gosh, Mickey, thanks for making me alive. I, I'm going to be in the next Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're going to live forever, too. <laughs> You're never going to die. We're going to make it seem like you died, make a billion bucks, and then make another movie. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha. So. Um, but I mean, that's really it's it's. I think they have so many properties, and 
there was nothing that they would be losing if they really went that route. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. So and there's other ways to yeah. find a workaround to it. Um, so yeah, I I'd say things things that I would take away from it in comparing Infinity Wars to to. Um, and I'd love to hear what you think, what things you've learned too. Um, but as far as storytelling goes, you got to have a great villain. Yeah. And then you have to have high stakes. Yeah. Um, and that's where I'd say, like last time, it was like half of the galaxy is gonna die if he snaps his fingers, versus or half of the universe, not even the galaxy, the universe, versus uh, we only have eight of these pin particles, so we only got one chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happens if it doesn't work? Well, we can't bring back the people who are already dead. Well, all of us can't bring back people who are right. already dead. Once yeah. somebody's dead, they're dead. Yeah. So that's not actually a stake yeah. anymore. I mean, because it's not common for us to be able to bring people back from the dead. Yeah. But people dying and stopping them from dying, that's something we can all relate to. Yeah. So it's like you have to have high stakes gotta have a good villain there literally is no villain in that movie till Thanos at the very end yeah like nobody's trying to stop them yeah except for once again like like I guess just odds <laughs> you know like it's like what is it like heroes versus Thanos in the last one this yeah. one is like heroes versus what what is like try, what is gonna stop them from getting the stones yeah or messing them up from getting either even picking times where the stones aren't like super protected yeah you know it's not like they're stealing it off of his gauntlet yeah they're just stealing it from a briefcase in an elevator yeah you know um and then and then i feel like you know as much as comedy's great i think not pulling your punches and really being brutal to your characters yeah is one of the best ways to tell a good story so what was great about infinity war really yeah. like yeah it was it felt like a drama you know yeah. and the the marvel cinematic has almost become a those are our biggest comedy movies of the summer yeah. our marvel movies which is great thor ragnarok a lot of fun and all that stuff but it also doesn't deal with the same emotional yeah. depth that infinity war did sure thor and that's i mean even, think about it did you feel anything when uh thor's planet got blown up not really. Yeah. See, like it was just like, oh, we got to move on the ship, you know. But they knew exactly what that was. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So if maybe it is. that would be a better way to put it. Instead of, you got to stick to the tone that you established. Yeah. For your movie. Yeah. And and unfortunately, because it was a part B. Yeah. The part A was already had already established that tone. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't stick to that, and I feel like they tried to, like with Iron Man, like it's almost like they wanted to have their cake and eat it too kind of yeah. thing, which I've never understood that saying. <laughs> But nonetheless, uh, they, they it means it means you always want to have a cake, but if you eat it, it's gonna be gone. Oh, yeah. you want the both? Yeah, you want you want you want to have your cake, but you also want to eat it. But that's but just, if you eat it, then you don't have a cake. Yeah, but if you want to have a cake, you can't eat yeah. it. You want the uh, that yeah. actually makes sense, Todd. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it always was. <laughs> that's genius. Oh, uh, I mean, that's just the phrase. <laughs> You're like, uh, that's just what it means, it's, buddy. Just say it out loud and think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I get, I get it. It's uh, a but phrase. Nonetheless, yeah. uh, now that I know what it, the phrase means, I don't feel bad using it in this but situation. But you used it right. Like they yeah, they do. Wanna... They want to have their cake, but they also want to eat it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, can't, you do can't do that. You can't do it. It's impossible. Unless you have the times and you can <laughs> back. <laughs> that... 
Now you have a cake again. <laughs> That's the only way to do it. <laughs> you can eat it and then go back in time and have it. Yeah. I mean, really. Unless That's... you only have one pin particle in yeah. this in case you can't. But see, then that doesn't make the cake as good. It's what makes it so good. <laughs> That's right. It's you have to sacrifice that cake yeah. to I was, eat it. That's where I was really hoping that they went through the time thing. Yeah. But, oh, well. So, uh, I don't even remember what point. Oh, tonal. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like they still wanted to have those emotional moments. Mm-hmm. You know, happy, you know, uh, Iron Man's assistant, uh, John Favreau, which is the director of the very first Iron Man, which I thought was. Happy. Which I thought was iconic. Yeah. That he was then the one that, like, like, in the end is, like, talking about Iron Man being gone. But him being like, oh, you love cheeseburgers? I'll buy as many cheeseburgers. Like, that was a beautiful, sweet moment. You know, like you're saying, uh, Pepper being, like, Pepper Potts telling Iron Man, like, hey, you can finally rest now after all of his own individual movies where he couldn't sleep at night. Yeah. Um, Because he'd have nightmares about Thanos. So it's like, all that was good, but then it's like, it's almost like you make this really nice dish of a certain type of food. And then you throw in out of nowhere this completely other type of food that doesn't go with that dish. And you're like, yeah, but it's also like this is really good Mexican food. Yeah, but it doesn't really go with this like really fancy Italian dish I made. Yeah. Like like your nachos don't really go very well with my yeah. pasta. Like that's weird. <laughs> you know, so. If. I f- <laughs> it's called fusion, Ryan. Oh, it's called a buffet. <laughs> uh, it's called the Golden Corral, and it's very popular. It's Mexican-Italian fusion dish. It's very popular. <laughs> it's very, very, everybody in New York is doing it. Um, so, yeah, I feel like have a great villain, yeah. have high stakes, and then make sure you stay true to your tone. Yeah. If you're going to be a comedy, be a comedy. Yeah. If you're going to be a drama, be a drama. If you're going to be a horror movie, be a horror movie. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're trying to... Do the fusion thing, that's fine, but then you better walk a fine line because yeah. that's not an easy thing to yeah. do. Can you make a scary, funny movie? Yeah, probably not. You can make a funny movie that's based off of the horror genre, yeah. but you probably can't make a funny horror movie. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, the thing with Infinity Wars was it was the tone slowly gets more serious yeah. as the movie progresses. Yeah. Even when, like, Doctor Strange is being tortured and stuff, we still have the, have you seen Aliens, the movie? You know, we yeah. have, like, funny, funny moments. But as soon as like Thanos wins, yeah, I mean, well, it I'd is say halfway downhill. through the movie, it stops being yeah. funny. But and and even when there are funny moments, they're really like going back to Quentin Tarantino, where he's talking about the audience being his orchestra yeah. and our feelings and our reactions and our our response to the movie is him is he plays us and our yeah. response to the movie like a conductor plays an orchestra. Those moments of humor in Infinity Wars were like pressure gate valves yeah. that were releasing our pressure and allowing us to just laugh for a second. Almost like when you're at a funeral and everything's really sad and then somebody tells a funny joke about the person who just died and everybody's yeah. like, oh yeah, I do remember when they used to do that. Oh, yeah. that was funny. And then ten minutes later you're crying again. Yeah. You know, and it's like that's how Well you have to do a shaky laugh. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so I don't know, those would be the three things for me. Yeah. And I think actually um, all three of them are overlooked yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, I think people forget just how important having a good villain is. Yeah. To a certain degree, I really think the villain's actually even more important than the hero. Absolutely. I used to think that I was like, oh, I think they're equally important. And now I'm like, no, I think if you have a great villain, yeah. the hero almost doesn't even matter. Yeah. And then I think you got to have important stakes because, like, why are we watching? Yeah. And I'm like, bringing people back from the dead isn't high enough stakes, even though you think it would be. It's just not. And then you got to stay true to your tone, which I also think a lot of newer content creators are constantly going off and making stuff that, like, 
people are like, what is this? Yeah. I don't know what I'm here to watch. Yeah. You know, and am I supposed to be laughing or am I supposed to be crying? Yeah. Like, just pick one. Yeah. And I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, having a great villain, it is the nuance that every movie needs because what makes Dark Vader so compelling, what makes um, the Joker is kind of a different thing because he's just pure chaos. And I think that's just a really good performance. But you go and look at Thanos, and what he's doing is essentially, I mean, he's seeing overpopulation. You know, yeah. he's seeing resources aren't being laid. And a lot of people can be, um, can say, well, why didn't he just say, have more resources? Yeah. Well, that's, you know, whatever. That's yeah. that's not his yeah. stakes. His, his ideology, his world. And so we are now a part of that. I think at the end of the day, we know every superhero's ideology so yeah. there's nothing to unpack there there's nothing right. to discover yeah where I, a villain is complex and it's it's yeah. we never really know what his true intentions are we yeah. always kind of have this black and white well he wants to kill everyone because he's the bad guy he's a bad guy yeah yeah and that's i think maybe why joker is so compelling is like he doesn't really want to kill everyone he just wants to upset the natural order yeah which is an interesting yeah. topic you yeah. know um well i think with all of those guys not so much Darth Vader, but I mean somewhat Darth Vader, um, is that you start to understand their rationale. Yeah. And it's like, to us, obviously, that's not the decision we would make. Yeah. Oh, if I have a gauntlet that I can do anything with, why don't I just make more resources? Yeah. But it's like, but you can understand his logic and his rationale for why he's doing that, why he came to that conclusion. Versus like, I just want to kill people because I'm a bad guy. Right. Um, and I mean, to a certain degree, the heroes have kind of become that. I just want to help people because I'm the good guy. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, so really having like more depth to your characters to where we can understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, allows us then to, um, it makes them more authentic and yeah. real. And we can, you know, we can, I don't know. They just, they become good characters. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, redemption arcs, uh, transformational arcs, character development um i mean i guess uh like breaking bad would be the opposite example of it'd be interesting if marvel cinematic universe did that where they had a good character and throughout the series he goes bad he goes bad and i mean we have bucky who was bad who's become good you know we yeah. we have all these different characters we don't loki we, yeah Loki's still kind of like a gray area. We're not really sure what he's all about, uh, especially now we have a new Loki. Yeah. So whatever that is, but um, I I I think I'm not really sure where I was going, but yeah, I I what you said is we got you have to have characters that are in superhero movies. The characters are always going to usually be good, and so uh uh. Yeah, having that good villain has to be in that. Yeah. It has to, unless it's Daredevil, and that was an interesting thing about season three of Daredevil, which we've already talked about, is he is this good, righteous guy who is, like, almost giving up on hope. Yeah, and but the villain going. is still really good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and you can still understand his mentality, Yeah, you know, and his approach, and, I mean, on all of them. Yeah. You know, even, even Poindexter, mm-hmm. you know, who... You know, it's like okay, yeah, you understand. You understand how they got to where they are. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's like so important. And, so and I important. think it's a thing that like, if you want to make a good movie, you can get away with just having a bad guy. Yeah. If you want to make a great movie, you have to have a good bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know. <laughs> a great bad guy. Yeah, a great bad guy. Well, <laughs> I think, make, I think yeah. even just a good bad yeah, guy. Yeah, that's true. That's I don't true. even think yeah. you have to have a great one. I mean, a yeah. great obviously would be better. I mean, better. wasn't that the whole – that was really the trouble that Marvel had for a long, long time was in all, like, phase two, three, you know, one, yeah, two, I mean, three. you could barely even – like, who who was the bad guy of the first I think, Thor? I don't know. <laughs> it was L- Loki. Oh, was it Loki? I think so. No, no, it was the giant metal guy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, yeah. see? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, or it's like, you know, yeah. I mean, we remember Red Skull just because it keeps popping up. Right. But he's kind of forgettable. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, Iron Man 3. Ugh. Um, yeah, so there's just these villains that didn't really have any long term. Yeah. They were props. Yeah. And um, I think that's why we love Thanos as he was built up over this time. And then when we finally saw him, the power that he brought, the intelligence he brought, the character, the nuance that who he was, um, that what he thought was good. He wasn't sadistic. He wasn't looking to really rule. That was the interesting yeah. thing is they asked him, like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to sit down knowing at, at the sunset knowing – uh, there's a grateful world or something, you know? Yeah. And um, I I just, it was so, so massively done in Infinity War. And then Endgame, yeah, you don't see him till the very end. And all of a sudden, he's this guy who's like, and I'm going to kill all of you. And he's the older, or the like. Younger one. Younger yep. version of himself. Yep. So like the older version of himself had killed Gamora, had done this, had done that, you know, had snapped the finger and said, you know, Even so said, like, thank you, daughter. I shouldn't have been so. Yeah. yeah and I'm like, I would have brought that guy back because yeah. the, like, more developed yeah. him is, like, way more interesting yeah. than the one of 10 years ago that yeah. still is trying to figure things out. Yeah. You know? Um, so, um, yeah. So those would be the three things. And, and obviously, not everybody's doing a superhero movie. Um, but, you know, what are you doing? Is yeah. there some version of a. You know, and obviously there's screenwriting books that will talk about it. Um, uh, but you know, and so we'll we won't go into it now. But you know, there's always your hero is always going against some kind of force. Yeah. You know, it's going against nature. It's going against themselves. It's going against another person. It's going against something. You know, and so maybe your force isn't an actual being like Thanos. Maybe it's themselves, whatever. But it's like then it needs to be. You know, like whatever it is that it's opposing them, yeah, needs to be a really good version yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. And then the stakes need to be high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is, I, Infinity War, I think, was the only movie that I really truly felt the stakes. Yeah, I mean, movie. yeah, and like people were crying at the end of that movie because they were sad yeah. that people had died. People were, I guess, people were crying at yeah. Endgame because they were sad that people died, but like in a different way. In a different way. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, sacrifices were made. That's sad. But the other one, it was like, oh, what? Yeah, we yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah, hopelessness. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, and obviously you have to redeem in-game. Yeah. I mean, it can't end with more hopelessness. Yeah, and that's where, you know, we give our props to the Russo brothers. It's no matter what, they took on two massive films. And to finish up, they took the mantle to finish up arguably the biggest franchise-like series that's happened in our lifetime yeah um and they did it probably as 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 good as we could hope yeah um obviously there's always gonna be some tweaking the fact that they um had to cut out 
a lot. You know, a movie was originally like three and a half or like four hours long, but they cut it down to where people could actually sit through the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and that was the test audience. So it would be interesting to see like their uncut yeah. like yeah, final boy. version. And even I, I didn't even watch Infinity War and Endgame back to back, and it could play better. Like yeah, it, it could, could feel like one giant yeah. epic movie. Which, and, and I also think they had some really great moments. Yeah. Like even in the parts where I would probably cut them out. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, that just slows the movie down. Yeah. Um, like, you know, Iron Man talking to his dad. Yeah. Great scene. Great scene. Um, uh, even like the moment where Captain America sees, what's her name? Peggy. Peggy? Yeah, yeah. Peggy through the through the window. Yeah. Great little scene. Great scene. Um, you know, uh, Spider Man coming back and talking to Iron Man. You know, where he's like, "Yeah, you won't believe what happened in this, yeah, and this, yeah. and this." And then he just gives him a big hug after he never wanted to hug him in yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, then you know, also great scene. Yeah. You know, even even the stuff with Iron Man. I think they did a great job with Iron Man. Yeah. Like his whole storyline, really good. Yeah. Captain America's was really good. Tell the fact that he's sitting on that bench at the end, which still just bugs me. Yeah, because he they could have cut bench. all that out, and he should just not have been there, and they should have shown him. Yeah, dancing. Yeah, just cut out that scene where he's there. The best, one of the best scenes, and what we love about Captain America is he's righteous. We love that, but that he has a sense of wonder when they're going into space, and you close up on his eye. Yeah, like if you'd had that at the end after we just lost Tony, he has his arc. Then we go and we kind of do once again a little adventure with cap and he's seeing the sense of wonder of the galaxy and at the end he's like i don't care about all that i care about peggy yeah. you know he goes back and he's with her and we see that kind of like moment of like that's a sacrifice that's what truly matters to him yeah um instead of like yeah him being on the bench old and yeah i mean it's he could have left a note <laughs> yeah like as as much as we are yeah or even just that could be a great way to start the next movie where yeah. he finds the shield and yeah. he decides to be the hero and yeah. steps up to the challenge and yeah. we need a Captain America who's going to do it nobody's willing and he does you know yeah. I mean so there's other ways to solve that than him being on the bench yeah um, so yeah I think it would have been more sacrificial if like all of his best buddies are there waiting for him to come back and he never does yeah that's sad that's very sad yeah. like to him to those guys he just died yeah but because he got to come back, now he's he's back. Yeah. He's in there. Well, and that world. would that would be that emotional uh, symphony again. We, yeah. we get that gut punch if he's yeah. not there. Where but, like they won. Yeah. Everybody, you know, the funeral. Okay, everything's yeah. good. He's gonna go take the stones back. He never comes back. Gut back. Yeah, gut punch. We're uh, and then we get this sweet little moment of seeing what happened. When yeah. He went and yeah. And that's it. We don't. Yeah. He he never got. You yeah. Know, really. Because it's like now he's just their really old friend. Yeah. But if you went back in time and never came back, you're dead. Yeah, you're gone. You know, yeah. you're the same thing as if you died. Yeah, yeah. They can still like hang. That's the funny thing. Yeah, they can still only hang out with Captain America. Because <laughs> I mean, he probably still has super strength. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, yeah. <laughs> he's still got the super serum in him or whatever super soldiers to him. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. They can go over to his house and play poker and ask him about his life yeah. and about having being married to Peggy and. Yeah. He probably has kids that they can, you know, it's like. He doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, don't talk about it. <laughs> He's like, hey, you want to tell me about it? No. And he just, <laughs> Sam just like starts punching him. Punch. <laughs> you old man. <laughs> I've told you everything about me. 
I brought you in when you were wanted by the police. My life got destroyed because of you. You won't tell me your life. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, geez, man. It was just a joke. You want to hear about it. But he's just like freaking out, having flashbacks of Russia. And, like, <laughs> everything unravels. Like, that's like, Captain you had just disappeared, never come back. The real Hulk comes back out. He gets so angry. Ben. Stop fighting. <laughs> Uh, um, well, apparently, I don't know if you, I watched this Russo Brothers thing. Um, they originally were going to have it where uh, Tony just snapped his fingers. He didn't say anything. And, and it was a last that, right? It was a last minute decision. And it actually wasn't Robert Downey Jr. Someone else like, came up with it. It was the editor. Oh, the editor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they were like, we got to do this. And yeah, and then they had to come in and do the voiceover since Perfect. it's all yeah. his mask is on. So Yeah. Right, was his mask on? No, his mask was off. Cause oh. yeah, he was there, and he, yeah. he he's essentially destroyed. Cause yeah, and that was when he looked over at Captain or Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, he does the finger. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so uh, and I also love that battle scene at the end. Great. That battle scene was great. It's great. Um, that's where it. I was like, if Captain, if if I like that they sent him back to send all the stones back, um, but there needed to be another death or something and yeah. that's where like I think if you had Ant-Man at the beginning of the fight to set the tone oh my gosh he's just got blown apart and, like, yeah because yeah. I mean he's standing there I don't know how he survived <laughs> he doesn't have super strength the suit is something but well I think he shrunk himself and then when he shrunk he has str- more strength do you realize the reflexes that yeah, he would have to have with explosions anyways I so, know what saying. you kill him at the beginning yeah Kill Doc Marvel, Captain Marvel, with that yeah. punch. Ah, oh, that would have been like so. Like, yeah, we. This is hopeless. Yeah, and then the final sacrifice of Tony. I still think they should have killed Bob. Hawkeye too. Yeah, maybe I would have switched Hawkeye with if they kept it where she had to jump. Somebody had to yeah. jump into the Infinity Stone or yeah. the Soul Stone. I would have had Hawkeye do it yeah. instead. And if you weren't gonna return, that could be another thing. Um, because. They never really knew what to do with Black Widow as far as, like, relationships. Is she with the Hulk? Her and Winter Soldier with Steve is – there's some, yeah you know, chemistry. So forget the Hulk thing. I say stick with, with Steve. As much as we love Peggy and all that stuff, Peggy's gone. She's lived her life. She has her whole thing. You have that moment where uh, Steve and Black Widow are together. They're in a relationship. And the emotional stakes of losing one of them is higher with the Soul Stone or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, even just keeping it the way it is, Yeah, you brought up a good point. If Hulk had gone with her instead of Hawkeye, yeah. and it was Hulk versus her, yeah. and then she chose to die for Hulk, yeah. that would have been powerful. Yeah, that would have been amazing especially if she had like before she had fallen or something she had said something like like it's okay big guy you know or yeah, like the sun's going down the sun's or going down big yeah because the, the sun really yeah, was yeah. yeah it's okay the sun's going down big guy yeah. and then she just like fallen backwards yeah. that would have been like yeah you know so it's like it's and it's that kind of stuff where you know with these big blockbuster movies and you know because i talk about it all the time uh it annoys me when like the the pieces are on the board yeah to make those emotional moments really significant yeah and instead they tweak it or like it would be a small tweak to give us like that version 
yeah. versus the one that they gave us. Yeah. It's like it's all there. I'm not saying you have to like completely throw out the whole thing and change it. Yeah. Just tweak this little part here, change that line of dialogue there, have this character do this instead of that thing. It all still works as far as like an overall yeah. plot. Yeah. Storyline. Yeah, unfortunately, we live in this world where everyone, if the Hulk did it, people would be like, why didn't he just pull it up? He's a Hulk. Or, you know, like, it, it, the reason Hawk, he was, you know, he was stapled up there, like, he couldn't, like, pull himself well, up. Well, but, I mean, they wouldn't have to fight like they did. Yeah. You know. Yeah, she some, just jumps or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, they could figure it out. That's just a simple, yeah. easy writing thing. Yeah. And then it's like, where did Hulk went with, he went and did the whole time stone thing. He talked to the lady at. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the magician, yeah, yeah. the Supreme Doctor Strange's yeah. uh, mentor. Yeah. Well, Hawkeye could talk to her. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be. I mean, just because Bruce is a scientist doesn't mean that other people can't understand yeah. time traveling. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I it definitely. I was. They never really allowed Natasha like that emotional impact of her. Yeah. Yeah. And and then when Hawk, I mean uh, Hulk, not Hawk, Hulk throws the bench. Yeah. Across the lake, it's really significant because it's like, well, she died for him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. It's it's, uh, it's so a very logistically tricky thing. Yeah. And the Russo brothers did fantastic. I wonder if they might have already like done something like that. And because that's once again, we are coming from like the script story writing point of view, and the Russo brothers didn't write it. Uh, some other guys and they did whatever. But, you know, with these big budget movies, they're, they're having uh, focus groups and they're having, you know, there's just such a machine that goes. Oh, uh, yeah, that. for sure. So it's 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 hard to, yeah. to make that. But yeah. personally, uh, those are kind of just how we felt about. So the movie. what would be some things that you feel like um, that you, what would be some takeaways for you as far as. Yeah, I definitely parallel all your views um, <laughs> and. uh I would say, yeah, I agree with everything. I think, um, oh, then game, yeah, pretty much what I said, just like I never felt at any moment that the stakes were permanent. Um, the second time watching it, uh, Tony's death hit me a lot harder. Yeah. Especially like all the foreshadowing that goes into it and, and seeing how that hits. Um, Hawkeye, I think it's just the problem with a lot of these characters is that they never really utilize them really well throughout the whole Infinity Saga. And so, like, Hawkeye's family got, like, introduced in what? Civil War? Yeah. And that's, like, we've only really seen his family once. And then all of a sudden, and he's always really quiet. He's always this background character. And he's supposed to be, like, one of the main Avengers. He never had his own movie, you know? So it's, like, why are we focusing so much on him in Endgame when it's, like, the, really the people that we have most connected to are the ones that have had their own movies. I love Jimmy Renner. I feel like he always should have had a movie. He's a great character. But for the emotional impact that we're feeling in Endgame, we want to see more from Thor. You know, give him his due process of emotions. Um, I mean, Ant-Man's had two movies at this point, so we're pretty connected with him. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're connected to all these different characters but we're focusing on Hawkeye, but his relationship with Natasha, we've only seen like maybe two or three, four times, you know, yeah. in the first Avengers. Right. It's like Budapest, you know? Yeah. 
We'd never seen Budapest. Yeah. Like, we'll <laughs> stop yeah, it. Yeah, they're talking about something that has always been like a reference. Allu- exactly. And it's like, you're, we're trying to build an emotional moment off a of reference. Yeah. Like, so um, I, I see where they're going, but I think to really walking out of that movie, walking out of Infinity Wars, I was completely satisfied. Yeah. It was insane how satisfied. I had not been, I was like, oof. Completely satisfied. <laughs> um, but walking out in game, there was that uh, almost like uh, the Battle of Winterfeld. Yeah. Kind of, you're like expecting more. Yeah. You have created this insatiable appetite that the stakes are this big, but the price was a lot smaller. Yeah. Like, yeah. And for everybody not tuning in on our live feed. Yeah. <laughs> Todd put his hands out really wide and then brought him in very narrow. Yeah, I, I forgot that this is an audio and medium. Then Evan's like, you guys are live feeding this? Our webcams. Uh, uh, yes, Evan, I, remember I, when we put those hidden cameras into the... Into the... The, the air conditioning when we made this. No, he wasn't. No, okay. We love you, Evan. Um, and everyone else And there's who's no hidden cameras in <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the emotional stake was really high, but the price was not that much. I mean, yeah. yes, Iron Man is great, um, but we also knew he was going to die. Yeah, like we always knew he was going to die. Yeah. We knew that. Like when he died, I was like, "Yep." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah. So, because a lot of the theories was that. Uh, Iron Man would, you know, have a family and stuff, but he did have a family and he died. Um, and so him him resting was, was sad. Um, but they had been alluding to that throughout the series. Um, I guess they had been alluding to Captain America going back, which makes sense. Um, but don't have him as an old man. Yeah. It's just not, not yeah. the same. I, when he went back. back, I was like, oh, there he's – like as soon as he saw Peggy, I was like, he's going to go back after this is all over. Yeah. And then when he did, I was like, oh, sweet, they're nice. doing it. And then when they, like, pan over to the bench, I was like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, inside, I was like, no, it was so- I thought it was, like, Captain America's son or something. I was just leave it. Yeah. Just leave it the way yeah. it is. It was great. Yeah. Why'd you have to do that? Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, you know. Well, so. well, what would you have thought if it was, like, Captain America's son? And he's like, or, like, grandson or something. Oh. So. Uh, Be like, my, my dad wanted you to have this. And yeah. didn't say anything else, just like- he talked fondly of you guys, and here you go. Yeah, that would have been better, but yeah. I, I really would have just more appreciated if it had just been like, yeah, that gut punch of of him gone. Yeah, and yeah. then and then if um, Falcon is that his name? Yeah, yeah, Sam. Uh, I Sam. call him Sam. Yeah, yeah. If Sam like was like, what happened? Yeah. Why is he not coming back? And like Hulk is like, I don't know. He should be back. And then Bucky, yeah. who's like always been kind of this more quiet character, yeah, like comes up and he's like, he's not coming back, guys. Yeah, and they're like, what? And he's like. He's not coming back. Yeah. He's where he's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like Bucky, like, and they're like, no, 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 no. He has to, like, he can't just leave. Or he could say it's where, and then that's when you go in. Yeah. And if Sam is, like, freaking out about it because he's like, no, like, this is one of my best friends. He can't leave like this. Yeah. And, like, like, come on. You can't just leave without saying goodbye. Yeah. Like that. And then Hulk is, like, just, like, quiet and, like, Bucky is happy. Yeah. For his best friend. Yeah. Because he's like, you finally had the life you lost. And then freeze cut, breakfast club style. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fist bump in the With air. With his fake arm. <laughs> fake arm. Dad, don't you forget about it. Well, um, yeah. So, of course, yeah, so, for all the people out yeah. there listening, which is like 
16 I think subscribers. 16 subscribers. Two of them are me and Todd, so that's 14 <laughs> people. <laughs> uh, Lewis, you better be listening. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Lewis. He, <laughs> he just listened to oh, his Lewis. own podcast oh, <laughs> just recently. <laughs> so Rachel, Evan, Evan, Kyle, Kyle, yeah, our friend in Iran. Allie listens. Allie, Allie. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> to those five <laughs> people, people all over the world. To you five people out there, yeah. we just want you to know we did like the movie. Yeah. But those would be some things that we think we could learn on how to make a better movie yeah. on the stuff that we make on our own. Yeah. And uh, for everyone here at QT with Archie, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. Uh, we would encourage you to go on iTunes, rate us five stars, leave a review, because I like, I've gone and read a review from the number one QT with RT fan. <laughs> That person had some great things to say. He did. <laughs> it, she, could be a she, she as well. Yeah, it could definitely be a she. Yeah. I'm assuming a man, but it could be a she. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a very, very masculine. A masculine, handsome, uh, <laughs> good, just a very accomplished guy. Yeah, very uh, skillful with his words. Very uh, skillful. A poet. A poet, one might say. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I... Yeah, review us better than we just reviewed... <laughs> In game, you do it. Yeah. If you feel about this podcast <laughs> like we feel about in game, please keep those thoughts to yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, I I rate this podcast a seven out of a ten. It could have been better. There's a couple emotional moments that could have been. No, they try to. They're always throwing in jokes when they're trying to be serious, and it just really ruins the tone. And that old man on the bench at this <laughs> really ruined the podcast. I just feel like there's not enough stakes with the podcast. Like if they told us that like if they didn't wrap up in an hour, they were going to get murdered, Once again, I uh, would listen. Uh, Todd and uh, Ryan, uh, I would work for you. <laughs> <laughs> I would work for you. Uh, I, what I'm saying is not true. And we're like, we know, Evan, you do work here. Uh, all right. Well, that's all from us here today. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been a Studio Red production. For more, go to studioredmedia.com.